Hello and welcome to the final episode of the You and Me podcast for 2020, the podcast for real brides looking for real advice. This last episode of Wedding Planning Q&A is brought to you as always by the Bridal Journey and Wonderlust Creative. Today on the show, we recap on the year that was, how 2020 has shaped us and what our top tips are for the year to come. We are more than a little excited to bring you our last episode for the season. We took an enormous leap of faith when we started the You and Me podcast. So thank you for coming along for the ride with us. Hi, Andy. How are you? Hi. Was that um, recap or recap? Recap. Re- well, that's the end of year, so it could be anything right <laughs> oh, now. Man. How are you? Oh, I can't believe it's the final episode. We've I had know. more than ever the best response um, from the audience. It's actually insane. We didn't think that it would do so well. No. Um, so please leave us a review. Um, it would be amazing. This is what keeps us going. Um, and delivering you all your wedding planning episodes. Um, I mean, we didn't kick off our podcast at the right time, being COVID and everyone cancelling and postponing their (laughs) weddings. However, um, you know, it's just going up and up with everything kind of, um, you know, moving forward now with hopefully this vaccine is, you know, going to work. Yeah, it's been, I think it's been wild. And I think it was just one of those things, you know, we'd we'd spoken about it with, oh, are people going to want to, are people going to listen to us talk about weddings and we had all this downtime during COVID and we get so many questions on both our platforms on the bridal journey and Wonderlust Creative of, of people just reaching out to ask for advice and ask for ideas and what other people are doing and so you know it was only really natural that we went and pulled the pulled our talent and resources <laughs> together and produced this amazing well we're biased but amazing podcast for you guys to listen to and hopefully you know hopefully we've just finished interviewing a bride and um you know it's it's like a village it's like you know how they say it takes a village to raise a child it's Mm. like it takes a village Mm. to get married I think you know the more support the better and especially after the shit show that was 2020 in your questions so we can um you know organize our episodes around what you're interested in so we might kick off with Tell me what's the worst of the year and best of the year for you, Laura? Oh, I think the worst and the best for me was almost the same. And it probably wasn't the worst, but it was the hardest. So COVID, for those who might not know my personal life, I also have two children. Um, and uh, homeschooling <laughs> was one of, I wouldn't say the worst because it was actually something that no parent probably has had that we know of and maybe no parent will ever have again to be able to really get like involved in what their kids are doing at school but it was the hardest six months I think of a lot of working not just working parents but non-working parents as well and the kids lives it was really really tough it was really intimidating my little boy started prep this year um so and he's a real my eldest is a real sensitive soul and my youngest is a wild animal. And so I think that if it was Zephyr who had started school this year, who was my youngest, he probably, you know, might not have phased him as much. But Caius being such a, you know, he's he's really soft and he's really sensitive. I was really nervous for him this year. But, um, you know, going into school and, and trying to navigate this big boy world and staying at home with your mum and dad for six months of the year and having them try and teach you maths when that is not 
my forte whatsoever. Mm. It was really hard. But I also think that in turn was personally some of the best because it forces everybody to take stock, I think, of their lives and it forces people to um, embrace what they've got. And I think that, you know, we're part of a, a life movement at the moment where we're always searching for the next thing and where, where we can go next in our job and what's next on the horizon and do we need an investment property and next, next, next. And I feel like this is just forced and it was really hard for me who, you know, I admit I'm absolutely like that, but it was really hard for me to take stock but I think it was so important to um mm. to be able to realign Sil- silver lining it was it was so your worst of the year was, was also the best yeah yeah absolutely what about yours Andy I this is controversial well, oh <laughs> but I've had the best year 2020 has been my year I mean I went to Uganda with the Cotton On Foundation earlier in the year and spent two weeks over there um working in school communities which was amazing and then Upon my return, um, I got home on the Saturday night, really late, like 2 a.m. in the morning and woke up and my partner proposed to me. So I got engaged. And then uh, two months later, we fell pregnant. So I'm actually due next week, which will be Christmas Day. So I've got engaged. I fell pregnant. Um, I went on this like life-changing holiday um, and getting to work from home whilst pregnant has been absolutely oh my God, ideal the for biggest me. blessing. So, um, cause I do work for cotton on foundation as well as having the bridal journey and, um, the you and me podcast. So it's actually been really great for me. Um, being able to walk my dog and like sit in my dressing gown for the day when I was feeling really sick in the first 14 weeks. Um, and as you said, like it's, I'm one of those people that are go, go, go. Like I've got to do all this stuff. Like, you know, I've got a list every day of things that I need to achieve. And it's given me time personally to just um, slow down and not feel like I've got to do anything all the time, you know, just relax and just strip it back a little bit. Um, So I've actually really loved this year. (laughs) I know a lot of other, and I, obviously there's been some horrific things that have happened, but um, for me personally, and, you know, I feel for all those people that have lost jobs and had it really tough. But um, for me personally, 2020 has been it's a been memorable, a, yeah. life-changing in many other other ways. Um, yeah. But I think yeah. that's the important and stuff. And I always that remember it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to hang on to because there is, there is so much bad stuff that has happened this year. But there was a lot of bad stuff that happened last year too and there's probably going to be some bad things that are going to happen next year. But, but hopefully you know, we're seeing the tail end of this. and Especially this. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Right, and so I'm just so excited that people can start to get married again, yeah, which is exactly what this podcast is about and what my job is. And finally, we've gone from zero to 100 in literally a month. Yeah, and so going from zero to 100, um, you know, before yes. we sign off the year, I'd love to get your top three predictions for 2021 wedding trends mm. based on the year that was. So our amazing listeners have been so involved with the podcast. Yeah, they have. Always sharing their thoughts, ideas and opinions. And after the crazy year that we just had, it's been an honour to have been able to share our wisdom with you all. So tell me... Laura, what are your top three trends for 2021? Okay, so I think I had a bit of a think about this and it's interesting because it's also um, three things that we um, do in my business of Wonderlust Creative anyway, but I think it's just been a lot more pronounced after 
COVID. Um, but my first trend for next year, which might come, people might be like, no, that's just what we always do. But it's huge is making sure that your wedding day is about you as a couple. Every single time I meet with a couple, when we're in the first stages of planning their wedding, I always make them very aware that I don't necessarily want to see what their girlfriend's done. I don't necessarily want to see what they've found on Pinterest. I don't necessarily want to see, um, you know, the sixth bouquet inspiration picks that they've got. I want to know who they are and I want to know where they've come from and what is important to them and what their passions are and their partner's lifestyle is and their hobbies and their interests. Your wedding day should be designed specifically around you as a couple. It should not be around trends. It should not be around themes. It should not be around what they did. It should be around you. And I think that Next year, after the year that everybody's had, it's going to be so much more prevalent in everyone's wedding that, um, you know, the sequence of events to get the couple to the altar um, is going to be super visible. Um, And, you know, just about every point in a wedding, every area or every opportunity, every wedding has got areas of opportunity to really um, make it personalized um, or individualized. And, you know, at the end of the day, you just want your your guests to come away saying, oh my God, it was so them. So I feel after this year, next year's weddings are going to be heaps more about the couple and less more about I want what she had. Well, I hope for the majority. Okay. So that's number one. Number two, Um, I still think that there is going to be a continued rise in what we call at Wonderlust Creative, the mini-monies, but, you know, micro-weddings or small elopements as well. Um, Restrictions have obviously eased quite amazingly in Australia. We've been really lucky across the board. Victoria was by far the slowest, but it's finally got there. But Australia has seen an incredible relaxation of restrictions. Um, Unfortunately, in the moment, the rest of the world is kind of ebbing and flowing in where they're at with what happened with COVID through 2020. Um, But, you know, I think the mindset has also been able to create an environment for people to be able to take stock of what actually matters and whether or not it's a deal breaker to have a huge wedding with all the bells and whistles um, or whether or not it's just okay for couples to have 30 of their closest um, at a beautiful little mini-money and, you know, enjoy a massive party later. So I think that's going to continue as well. And the popularity, it's huge in America, um, elopements, and it's fairly big to have intimate events overseas in Europe Um, but Australia I think there's still there's still this there's no pressure but I think there's still this idea that couples you know want this massive lavish affair Um, and I think 2020 may have changed the mindset of some and there's you know as a planner there is nothing more beautiful than getting to know the couple and all of their 30 guests and making sure that, you know, a really small intimate affair for the bride and groom or bride and bride or groom and groom to get married is, um, you know, is really, really special to be a part of. So I'm hoping and I'm thinking 
that there's a continued um, surgence of minimonies in 21. And I think probably the last point I want to touch on um, is the spend that couples will have for their budgets for their wedding day. Um, from from experience, from personal experience with what we're dealing with at the moment, we've probably had 50% of our clients adjust their budget and adjust their expectations and adjust their spend. Um, some have dumbed down, some have done up, <laughs> some just want this massive humongous party to just end all parties because nobody has been able to do anything. So they've actually gone above and beyond what they had originally thought they wanted to do. Um, but I think this, regardless if you add money or take money away um, from what you thought your budget would be, I think people are considering what they're including a lot more for next year. Um, you know, they're going to invest in vendors that mean something to them, that means something to their, um, you know, how they want their day to feel rather than just the fact that weddings should have this supplier or weddings should do this. It's just so, um, you know, quote unquote what they should do. I think it's just so important for couples to realise that what you spend your money on needs to be relevant to you as a couple and not to what you think everybody will want to see at your wedding yeah, day. They're going to be stripped down weddings. Yeah, I think so. And just it's more... It's going to be more about what the couple wants. And yeah, and more investment in, <clears throat> you know, the suppliers that they really want to have there and less focus on the little things like... Um, Oh, do we need to have bombinieri? Yeah. If I'm not a cake person, but we have to have a wedding cake or I have to do a first dance. Like I, you don't actually have to do those. I wonder if people spend less on their wedding now in 2021. I don't know. We've had, for, just from our couples, we've had quite a few that have downsized their actual wedding days and are going to have a big party later. Mm-hmm. So we've booked two dates for them. Um, we've had a few that's just downsized it completely and then others that have blown mm. their budget up because they can they can because they nobody's been able to do anything <laughs> so they want to have a party so it's a bit of a mixed bag for us but I mm. don't necessarily think that people are just going to stop having big budget of weddings I definitely think they're going to have a more considered approach when they're booking things though yeah and you know if you don't want something you do not have to have it so okay. then they're my three top tips for 2021 okay. Andy what have you well, got for us I'm gonna go with so um, my top three wedding trends if I start with what I'm seeing on the bridal journey and what's kind of um, really popular at the moment with what brides are engaging with would be the non-bridal fashion for brides so mm. I think um, you know we expect brides to be in, you know, strapless, A-line, you know, the mermaid ball gown type dresses. Um, but I think in 2021, anything's going to go. So whether that be colour, I think we might see different colours um, rise, not just the, you know, the white gown. I think yes. pantsuits will be really popular. Um, so, you know, a suit jacket and white leg pants type situation. And I think we're going to see a lot more mini dresses. Um, and crops in 2021 so just a completely different non-ideal wedding gown um, that you can see also in the recent runways has been kind of a feature of sleeves so I think sleeves whether they be like puff sleeves or cap sleeves or you know the full-length billowing 
designs, I think that's going to be kind of a fashion statement going into 2021, which we're already seeing in all the editorial shoots that are coming through um, with a lot of the designers. It's those big kind of puff billowing sleeves. So I think that's going to be um, a trend. I think there's also going to be – so my second thing that I think is going to be seen – is a drive to support local businesses. Um, So we know that, you know, there was a bushfires followed by the pandemic. So I think small businesses and in particular the small regional businesses, um, they've suffered, you know, blow after blow. So I think couples um, and consumers more widely are aware of this and more willing to support them through um, their purchasing decisions. So I think for weddings it makes it double sense to support local businesses um, you know, and it means as couples you'll save on money and transport and logistics um, plus the benefit from local knowledge and relationships. So it's really a win-win. In decor, um, I think what we're going to see coming out for 2021 is the inclusion of luscious greenery so I think you know tables dressed with cascades of foliage um, you know ceremony arches with lots of leaves and greenery is going to be kind of the go-to so I think that's what we're going to see in decor as well as like lots of lighting like festoon lighting and that kind of thing which is what I'm seeing through the bridal journey but yeah I definitely think there's going to be a really big push with you know being greener and becoming more sustainable so um, I think it's going to be you know many venues are providing in-house catering um, or sourcing local produce um, going forward you know to support those businesses that have really been impacted in COVID Mm. Um, so I think that's my top three for 2021 I think they're good top threes I just I think this is I can't believe we're actually at the end of season one of the podcast we are so thankful that each and every one of you have downloaded listened subscribed and rated the you and me podcast over the last three months you know to think that we only started at the start of August. We are still so new and yet the response from all of you guys have been overwhelming. We love reading your stories, your comments, your conversations. You make us laugh. (laughs) Yeah, and give us such a great feeling as we join in the wedding planning journey with you, which is really exciting and bring you real brides that offer real advice to help you guys along your way. So coming into a wild 2021, um, both personally and professionally for us both, um, you know, we'd love for you to still follow along on our journeys over at at Wonderlust underscore creative and at The Bridal Journey. So until then, please enjoy the holidays with your loved ones. After the year that's been 2020, we hope you get to hold them super tight. Um, indulge in some R&R, have a festive drink or two and just come out in 2021 ready to tackle the wedding plans head on. Please don't forget though, if you do have a question or would like our advice, please record your message or slide into into our DMs and leave us an email to hello at the youandmepodcast.com and we'll get back to you with all our episodes and answers in the new year. Thanks for listening. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Yay! Woo!